Saturday, December 23rd, two days until Christmas. Welcome to SWMP Radio. I'm your host today, Felipe, and we have got a packed day for you guys. First off, we have our music segment where I talk about a hot topic in culture right now, followed by artist spotlight, song of the day, and music trivia. Then make sure you're staying tuned after that because then we got the entertaining conversation style news for you as always with Jake and I. We post all of our sources for that on our Twitter, which the link is in our bio, and every song used on the station is either on our week three playlist, which I've linked below, or on our SoundCloud at SWMP Radio. Stay tuned for music right after this, only on SWMP Radio. Episode 17. For today's music news, we are going to be covering a topic that has been talked about a lot in the music culture and just the up and coming youth of today's society, and that is face tattoos. So, it seems like in the past 5 to 10 years, a lot of new artists have been popping up with bold face tats, especially this new generation of SoundCloud rappers such as XXTentacion, Lil Xan, Ski Master Slum God. Maybe their confidence in achieving quick success is what makes them want to get these tattoos to pretty much now be like, okay, I have a face tat, so now there's no going back. I'm about this life. I have to do it. At least that's how Lil Xan explains it for himself in his recent noisy raps interview that we covered in episode 14. Let us know your thoughts on face tats. Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think society is being more lenient and open to tattoos that have been a semi-controversial topic ever since they started? But it seems like it has become part of the culture. So let us know your thoughts in the comments and comments. Let's get some open discussion going. Coming up, we've got Artist Spotlight. Thanks for staying tuned to SWNP Radio. Party mixing eggnog with Bacardi, baby mama getting naughty. Two K playing, you can't talk about my mama. Bad Balenciaga, yeah, you want some Prada? Get some diamonds, nigga. No. Artist spotlight today is Lil Skies. Lil Skies is a rapper from rural Pennsylvania, specifically Waynesboro, that grew his following through SoundCloud. He first blew up after the release of the music video for Red Roses featuring Landon Cube, directed by Cole Bennett. Hey, hey, hey. Nowadays I'm too cold for a girlfriend. Bennett's Lyrical Lemonade, a music video powerhouse from Chicago, helped Red Roses amass over 2 million views in two days and now has over 14 million views on YouTube. Lil Skies told in a recent interview with Pigeons and Planes how it felt to get so many views so quickly. Red Roses music video, 2 million views in 12 days. I love and thank you guys. Yeah, um, that was just awesome as shit. Like, it was awesome the first, when I got the first mail, then when they, to get the other mail, you know, in less than two weeks. It was just big to me. 
Um, I feel like, you know, as far as having like my first million, as far as like on, on a video, I believe that was my first one. Maybe Rue was my first one, but as far as like this one, it's just a big song for me. And you know, like getting out to the world and how fast it was blowing up. Make it through the foul, run to the line and make the free throw. I think that I'm D-Rose. It gave Lil Skies and Landon Cube a ton of exposure, which is great promotion for Lil Skies' debut album, Life of a Dark Rose, which is coming out January 20th of next year. Lil Skies has much potential for the coming years, and if he keeps going at this rate, he'll see mainstream success in no time. Nowadays, I don't know when the world spins. Live your life like we die when the world ends. It's alright every time we fucking break a sin. Nowadays, shit's not the same. Life switch lanes, now these hoes act strange. And I lost my grip on the world and bless us all. Song of the Day is featuring Landon Cube again. It's called Nowadays. Um, the music video, which was also directed by Bennett's Lyrical Lemonade, dropped a few days ago and it got twice the amount of views as Red Roses. This just shows that uh, Lil Skies is really serious about his craft and is actually trying to make a name for himself out there. And um, honestly, the first time I heard the song, I thought it was pretty average. But then after listen, listening to it like a few times, I, it quickly caught on and now I can't get it out of my head. So it's actually pretty good. Check it out. It's featuring Landon Cube, directed by uh, Cole Bennett. It's on our week three playlist. Stay tuned for trivia after this, and thanks for listening to SWMP Radio. I'm not gonna let it slide. Now she see me up, she let me fuck, want me to come inside. Roski going dumb, hopped in the car, he said he down the ride. You a little pup, stop playing tough, ain't made Alright, music trivia today, guys. Thank you for tuning in to your favorite part of the music segment. So yesterday's trivia was who painted or who drew Hunter Jack's uh, artwork. And if you guys have seen the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, you'll recognize that it's the same style. And it's because it's the same guy. His name is Ralph Stedman, and he did the artwork for Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas as well as the artwork for Huncho Jack, Jack Huncho. Uh, we'll put up a song coming up after this so you guys can see the artwork. But today's trivia, um, we were talking about face tats and little skies, so we're going to put those two together and just ask... What is the biggest face tat Lil Skies has on his uh, face? And I'll give you a hint. One of the songs we talked about is the name of this object. If you guys have 24 hours, make sure to call in and comment with the answer. And thanks for participating. We got news coming up after this. Thanks for listening to SWMP Radio. Alright guys, coming up we got our usual Saturday sit-downs and today's guest is Michael from One Bird Two Stoned. Super pumped about this interview coming up shortly. See ya. Hello. Uh I think it's going. Michael? Yeah, what's up, man? Yo, how is it going? What is up? 
So this is our Saturday sit downs. We have them every week and we usually have someone uh, from Anchor on it. So you're actually our second guest. So good to have you here. Yeah, pleasure's all mine. I'm glad I could be on. I'm actually the first guest on anybody else's podcast. Oh, yeah. Really? I had spoken with, uh, I'd briefly spoken with, um, uh, I forget his last name, forgive me, but it's Chris from Hustle Cannabis. I don't okay. know if you've ever yeah. come across him on the charts. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him. Yeah. Him and I chit-chatted back and forth cool. for a, a brief moment, um, but he didn't really even air anything. Looking back on his on his anchor, he didn't he didn't air any of it. Huh. So okay. yeah, man, this is uh my first time, I guess. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thank man. you. And I mean, I'll, we like usually Jake is here with me. He's uh the co-host, but he's sick right now, so he can't be on. But yeah, usually we me me and Jake have been on just for like three weeks, so we're somewhat new to this as well. Um, but like as you'll probably figure out, like one day on this app feels like a week. Um, so like missing one day, you just, you feel like you miss so much. I was like talking to Kevin touch about that on the other interview we had with him. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, I mean, how have you been liking it? What have you been getting out of it? Well, I like it. it, it it's a very fun app. I had podcast software. It actually got me last year for Christmas. Okay. My mother had gotten me and I had it on my Mac and the Mac, the battery, it's swollen up. You know how they do that? That the batteries get pregnant on you. Yeah. So I brought it into Best Buy. And um, they ended up basically scrubbing it. So long and the, the long and the short of it is, is maybe three weeks ago, I was listening to another podcast and somebody had mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, they had mentioned the Anchor app. Oh. Immediately downloaded it and was like, holy crap, this is not exactly what I was looking for, but it's still a platform to broadcast your podcast. Yeah, on. definitely. So now, now here I am talking to you, you know? Yeah, definitely. And it it's, helps that you can like, make turn the episodes into like apple podcast episodes automatically so you can just do it straight from here and they go to that i don't know if you knew about that yeah i did see that on there i hadn't messed around with the apple thing too much i was just downloading the first day i had played around with it i downloaded everything onto facebook and twitter okay yeah pretty pretty much when you like make an episode which can consist of many different segments you can put that out onto apple music and or Apple Podcasts, and then every time you create an episode, it'll make an episode and put that on your Apple Podcast um, based on what your station is on Anchor. And it puts, like, a little little Anchor symbol on the bottom right of the picture, and then, like, at the end of every episode, it says, like, if you like this, check out Anchor. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, that's a little awesome. promotion they do. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. Yeah, I like this, man. It's a, like I said, it seems to be... A- a very easy and user-friendly platform. Yeah, There's a couple definitely. things I think they can work on, but with time, it, it'll probably improve, you know, oh, yeah, just like anything. You know. It's still fairly early in it, and yeah, I think um, they're, they're going to have an update coming, like, beginning of 2018. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely what I like to call is, like, kind of like a voice Twitter, so you don't really, it's it's just like Twitter, you're just, like, putting thoughts out there. And they don't necessarily have to be a podcast form. So, like, for example, Jake and I have kind of, like, a structured thing, but a lot of people don't. And it's, it's like, it could be, like, totally freeform. It's, like, kind of like Twitter. And you just don't have to be staring at the screen. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I actually equated it more to Snapchat in the sense Yeah, you have to constantly hold down the little red button the very first time I 
was doing it. I was messing around with it. I thought I was talking into the phone. Yeah. I didn't realize you have to hold the thing down the entire time. So it almost was like I had taken a Snapchat and never recorded a video. So I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay. Now, now I see what happened here. I actually didn't even really do anything. I thought I had a whole podcast and found out I was just fucking talking to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like just a mixture of all of them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm definitely super interested in what you're doing, um, in terms of the dispensary and the whole, um, the, the movement of legalization. I think that's very interesting. I'm in like all the way on the opposite coast of you. So, I mean, the culture is like definitely different, but still. Well, you guys are in the, that's cause you guys are down there in the SEC. Yeah. They don't, I mean, they don't want to yeah. give it up yet, man. They're, no. they're still holding on to. You know, I'm not trying to knock anybody, but they're still holding on to some religious ideologies down there that yeah. sort of impede, you know, individual personal freedoms when it comes to marijuana and what you want to do with yourself. But that's the SEC. You guys gave up that, and now you got football. So yeah, for sure. What do you want? Although, I you mean, want legal I, marijuana, I, Alabama's going to have to stop winning national titles, man. It's one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be one of them, man. Oh, I can't. You guys go to Florida? Is that my understanding? Yeah, you guys yeah. Down there at, yeah, we go to UF. So we can't in really gate, talk in the, in the in the swamp. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. We've had quite a a struggle. I mean, it would have. I I wish I went to the school when in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when Tebow was there and they won back to back championships. Yeah, that, that would have been something to see, especially having uh having that being like college game days right at your front door almost every other day. Oh yeah, Saturdays you know. is always like the whole environment changes of the whole entire city it's great yeah um what happened you guys decided to let you uh university of central florida is running your state man yeah i mean that's like the biggest school in the country yeah but i went to east carolina university okay. so us uh ucf obviously coming from conference usa and then into the aac yeah same thing with east carolina those are in conference in division rivals and mm -hmm. you know th the golden knights had beaten us once before um we had a rather ugly home loss Ooh, those are 2000 bad. yeah it was in 2015 yeah. the last my it was my senior year actually i graduated from east carolina in 2015 oh, okay and our last home game uh was a rather ugly loss to ucf so i was very upset with them but I'm, I'm happy that you know that they're representing the conference and went undefeated yeah they did ama it was like, amazing yeah man. they came back yeah yep yeah i can definitely uh relate to that with like gators and fsu we lost to them yep with the one season that we might possibly win we they like crushed us so yeah man and that sucks because uh I think if the statistics serve me correct, and I might be wrong about this, and, and I'm not at all trying to insult you guys. Florida's a, a nah, awesome college. Yeah, but go I'm for pretty it. sure, like, didn't you guys haven't even won a baseball game against FSU in the last four years or something? Uh, I, baseball, basketball, yeah, no, and football. I don't think we've won anything against FSU in the past four years. Because, yeah, it's funny because I'm in, I'm in my senior year, and I someone said that to me, like, yeah, in the whole four years you've been here, you haven't won anything FSU. Yeah, and yeah, it kind of sucks, but what, whatever, man. Big girls are real easy, so don't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus, we're better academically, anyways. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No one really cares what your football IQ is. That's not really going to get you much of a job. Exactly, so. exactly. But yeah, you were asking me about the dispensary life earlier. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of questions about that. Like, how? So, what made you get into the industry, and kind of how did you get into it? Well, uh, when I graduated college, 
you know, from East Carolina in 2015, I decided to move. I knew I wasn't going to stay in the town that I was living in. Greenville, North Carolina is what I refer to as a black hole. Yeah. The closer you get to that event horizon, you're never going to get out of there. Yeah. And uh, so I, did, I was rather determined to move back to the city I had lived in prior to that, which was Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. And after marijuana went legal in Colorado, my focus had shifted out west of the mountains now because I'm thinking this is going to be a booming industry. Yeah. There's going to be potential job growth all over the United States. And I want to be in the right place at the right time when things go legal federally. For sure. And it's, it, it seems in a like beautiful you made the world. Right move. They've made like I hope billion, so. Right? I hope I made the right move. It, you know, a lot of people in Oregon and in Washington, even what's going on, you um, they, they're coming in, they're calling. You get on Craigslist and, and just in Denver, and every now and then you'll see advertisements for people saying, look, we need store managers down here in California. If you know how to work metric, which is the state's database that you communicate from your dispensary to the state via, they use it in other states as well. It was developed here in Colorado. but Oh, they uh, go by I'm the metric system. Like, what's that now? You guys go by the metric system? No, 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 no. The name of the, the, name of the software is called metric. Oh, oh. I actually forget what it is. It's a, an acronym, M-E-T-R-C. I forget what it stands for exactly. Oh, got it. But yeah, it's pronounced metric. Okay. And the metric, in, in a nutshell, what metric is, is um, a medical patient will come into the dispensary and they're going to have a marijuana card that's been issued to them from the state of Colorado, from the Marijuana Enforcement Division. Right. If... As a medical patient under the Colorado State Constitution, you're allowed to possess uh, six plants and your carry weight. You can walk around with two ounces on you. Wow. Okay. okay. And, that's, and that's perfectly legal. If you have what's known as an extended plant count from the doctor, for whatever reason, you know, the doctor deems that you need this, what is, we call an extended plant count, is known as an EPC. Mm-hmm. Your EPC can range anywhere from 12 plants. Um, all the way out to 99. And I actually at one point had a 99 plant count. Wow. When you convert that over into carry weight, a 99 plant count is now two and a half pounds. Oh, my God. So at one point, me living here in Colorado, I could have actually legally walked around with two and a half pounds of marijuana and not even – it wouldn't even have been a felony. <laughs> that is and crazy. The cops would have just been like, hey, nice talking to you, and then that's it. Uh, that Obviously, they don't have the 99 plant count program anymore in Colorado, to the best of my knowledge. Yeah. But basically what I was going get, to get, uh, get to here is that your plant count, if you decide to sign the plants over to a dispensary and the dispensary is going to grow the marijuana for you and then sell it back to you at a discounted price in, in, in the marijuana in Colorado, in the marijuana industry, that is known as member pricing. You're a medical member with a dispensary. Okay. And there's a, a lower tier of pricing. The state needs to know that. The state needs to be able to track where the marijuana is. So when you have... The seeds, they come from the seed bank, and then they get processed into, you know, all the way straight through to either a chibachu, an edible, or if you, you know, you, you dab, whatever the right. case may be, from seed to sale, the state needs to track every single movement of that plant as it grows and as it's harvested and processed. Oh, so wow. the state's so, database metric okay. is what helps the, 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 the industry communicate with the state. And, and as I was saying earlier, Got um, it. There's uh, a lot of people on Craigslist that are advertising from other states. So people in California are hitting up Denver. People in Oregon are hitting up, you know, Colorado Springs via Craigslist saying, you know, we're looking for bud tenders. We're looking for somebody in this particular niche or this particular part of the industry. If you have 
metric, um, you know, if you understand metric, the, the, the state's database, we also use that here in Oregon. We also use that here in, in California. So that's what I was saying, that I wanted to be in the right place at the right time when things went legal federally. So that way I could right. transition into maybe some sort of a consultant role in Massachusetts or maybe go down in Florida, you know, yeah. help your grandmother get into, you know, help her get into the dispensary. You know, yeah. she goes through the doctor and so on. I, I wanted to be in the right place at the right time, like I said. Yeah. And I, yeah, you definitely, I think starting now and like what you have is a skill like me. I don't know anything about like how to process it or any of that stuff. And you're already ahead of that. So, and like, I don't know how many people in Florida know that already, um, especially with that system. So it's definitely something good to like get a lot of knowledge about early on because the potential for growth is insane. Like every year there's always, I mean, how many states are there now? Like seven that have uh, decriminalized it or legalized it. Oh, there's there's more than there's more than seven that have decriminalized this. Or at, there's or a lot of places that have uh, okay to do it recreationally. Yeah, I was gonna say recreate. <clears throat> excuse me, recreationally. I know they're getting ready to California. Whether it's actually up and running, a hundred percent, I'm not aware of. Nevada, we all know that they had recreational that they had run into some hiccups with uh, a weed shortage, as it was known as. But oh. Colorado, Oregon, and Washington, for the most, including Alaska as well, they pretty much. For all intents and purposes, full blown running uh, a recreational and a medical, um, a, a recreational program and a medical program under the state's constitution. Right. You know, for whatever state that might be. Yeah. And in order to buy for recreational use, you don't need a specific um, card that gives you permission. You just need to be above twenty one, correct? Yeah, you're exactly right, man. As long as, you know, at least for the state of Colorado, I can't talk for any other states. Um, yeah. But for, in the state of Colorado, as long as you're over the age of 21 and you have a valid state-issued ID or even a passport, I, I take passports all day from, you know, mm -hmm. Nicaragua or Uzbekistan or whatever other passports come through. I get them all, man. Oh, wow. But yeah, those are good to go. You're over 21, your ID's valid. And you can, as on the recreational side, you can buy up to one ounce. The medical side, you're allowed a carry weight of two ounces on the, on the recreational side, your carry weight is, uh, is only one ounce. Okay. And by carry weight, do you mean any time you're in movement? So like in the car or just on you? No, on your person. Okay. Yeah. So um, I can be in the car with like as much as I want in the back. No, no, no. You could be in the car with an ounce. Your buddy can be in the car with an oh, ounce. Okay. The kid in the back seat, the dude in the, who's riding bitch and the guy to the right of him. You <laughs> all could right. all have an ounce. And now the, now the five years have five ounces you know, Got I mean? it, five yeah. ounces, but because each individual person is an ounce. Now, let's just make up a scenario here, right, Felipe? Let's say you're in Colorado and you're driving and uh, you get T-boned at an intersection and the cops show up. And when the cops show up, they look and they say, oh, crap, look, there's two and a half pounds of marijuana in here. That's well over, you know, an ounce per person in the five people in the vehicle. You'd be, you, you know, you're probably getting in some trouble for that. Yeah. But the same situation arises. There's five individuals in the car, you get T-boned, and a QP flies out. That's only four ounces a quarter pound. Uh -huh. and, and a QP flies out of the window and lands on the street. The cops, you, you're not going to get in any trouble because each individual is allowed to possess one ounce. Oh, uh, so um, even you know, if those one, four were all mine, if it goes flying and the cops see it? Well, I wouldn't say it was all yours, man. You have to understand, if there's four people in the car... Yeah. Each person owns an ounce, you know what I mean? Yeah, I would yeah. never, oh, yeah, no, no, officer, that's all mine. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we were splitting that. No, that's all mine. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, look, I want to touch upon something. I know you guys more than likely do not know about this out there in, yeah. in, in Florida. Here's a, a story that had um, just unfolded out here in Colorado. There's a dispensary chain okay. known as Sweet Leaf. And Sweet Leaf is a rather popular dispensary chain. They had 10 locations. Yeah, I think I've heard um, of it. Oh, maybe you guys have heard of the Sweet Leaf. Well, uh, just for those who don't know, what Sweet Leaf had done is they were apparently or supposedly telling customers that if they wanted to buy, say, for an example, a half a a pound, which is eight ounces, that uh, I can only sell you one ounce at a time. So if you come in, buy one ounce, and then what's in the industry is known as looping, go do a loop around the block and come back and see me in a few minutes. And I'll, I'll oh, forget what your face get, looks like. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll sell you another one. And then you do that, so on and so forth. Well, yeah. like I said, there were 10 locations that they have. And one location in particular had actually sold nine ounces, an ounce at a time to an undercover cop. Oh, so my the God. Next, yeah. I know. Listen. So the next day, they no longer were a dispensary. They, the state suspended um, the ten the ten stores had to shut down, and they suspended twenty six all twenty six licenses. All their wow. employees are out of a job, and that's everybody from the owner of the company all the way down to the last individual that filled out a W two, and everybody in between is no longer working for that company. The point of this is is that they were intentionally wow. selling over the carry weight. So it's just like alcohol, where if a, if you're a bartender. And uh, and just so everybody knows, I have a Boston accent. I'm not from Australia. Okay, yeah, I'm from Massachusetts. Yeah, Boston. yeah, we didn't even get into that. Yeah, yet. okay. Um, yeah, I'm from Massachusetts, uh, from a town called Wilmington, Massachusetts. Okay. I'd mentioned Wilmington, North Carolina earlier. Cool, it's cool. just coincidental that I lived in a town, two towns. With I the used same to live name, in but... Newton. Oh yeah, yeah, Newton. I know. I know exactly where Newton yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, they got some horrible traffic up there in the Newton corner. Yes, they do. It's a, yeah. a bad bend right there. But anyway, yeah. So. What basically, if you wanted to equate it into alcohol, think of a bartender intentionally overselling to somebody who was drunk at the bar. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously, that's not the case. It's not like this guy was going home and smoking an ounce, which is crazy, and then coming back and buying eight more of them. Yeah. No. That, that's obviously not what happened. But they were intentionally overserving. Um, and you know, I feel bad for a lot of those people that didn't even know that that might have been going on in their company, and then went to work the next day to find some chains around the door. And yeah. the Colorado Marijuana Enforcement Division stuck a sticky note saying it sucks to suck, but you're out of a job. Yeah, I mean, it's almost oh. like I understand that they're trying to check uh, if people are checking or like following the rules, but it's almost like they're being sneaky about it. Like at least the uh, whoever's whoever the undercover cop was, they could have said like okay, this month there's going to be someone coming in undercover, so make sure you guys are on your shit. But Well, that's true, too. That that could be a possibility. I think there was a lot more to it, obviously, than what I know and then what I had just alluded yeah. to a few minutes ago. I believe, and I'm not – obviously, nobody quote me on this. This is what I heard through the rumor mill is that there may have been some tax evasion and that this was an, an ongoing investigation uh, for a year. Okay. But when the story broke in, out here in Denver, um, I, I there's a, a newspaper um, – Forgive me the name of the Ganja Ganjapreneur. I think it was the Ganjapreneur's podcast. That's a good name. Yeah, I think I think I think that's what it No, not Ganjapreneur. I forget the name. The cannabis, that's what it's called. Oh, okay. Um the cannabis. Anyway, they had broken the story. Um, and that's how we found out it about in the marijuana industry. But you know, obviously when the details come out, you don't really know everything. We just heard nine pounds to I'm sorry, not nine pounds, nine ounces to an undercover cop and they were and, you know, telling them to loop around the building. Yeah. I don't really necessarily believe that the cops were trying to be sneaky and, and so on and so forth. You have to think that that would, that makes the entire marijuana industry 
even California, it makes everybody look bad yeah. in the eyes of those that do not want to see marijuana legal. Yeah, just one person can make a whole industry look bad. Yeah, yep, one one bad decision. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately for Sweet Leaf, that, that company is, uh, it, it looks like they're going to be no mas. Yeah, now when no something like that happens to a, um, a dispensary, obviously in the same industry as yours, would that, since it's such a still somewhat small industry would that be bad for your company because it get tarnishes the <laughs> reputation Shit. of the dispensary the exact system? opposite man. or yeah that's what I was it's been the opposite all, all of those patients that i was telling you about they all go to database you, yeah. with metric yeah they used to be signed up with sweet leaf and now they don't have a home to go so the marijuana patients that right. would drive to sweet leaf every tuesday or every every day for that matter who knows that they would go to that that dispensary, you know, one of those ten that was near them. They don't go there anymore. They can't. Mm-hmm. And it's not just necessarily going in and buying weed for the weekend, man. You'd be very surprised how many like old ladies just come stumbling through the door with a walker. Yeah, that, and that... they they're done looking for they're done with the medication. They're looking for something for arthritis. It's not always about you know getting high. Yeah. And it sounds it sounds a little. Um, holistic to mention but a lot of people are getting away from pills and are trying to get into the to the creams and salves and, and this patch yeah the all natural patches. stuff yeah all that natural but now all those patients that will go into the sweet leaves don't have a home and they've been coming through the front door of my dispensary oh that's you know, i get to it to it yeah at least two or three a day now a lot of people have been coming in so it has an opposite nice. effect where it's not yeah. necessarily bad for business it's actually you know if you think about it like this it's the drug game well, the, you know, the, the government just took down one drug kingpin that we used to have to compete with, and now we got their block. That's oh. just kind of how I look at it. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. And it's just the same thing with, like, food or, like, um, service areas or whatever. Like, one leaves. Yeah, anything. Yeah, anything everyone goes to you. That's, yeah, yeah, it helps out. So if the local Seven Eleven gets robbed and it gets, you know, shut down for a week or something – Everybody's got to go to another, another little convenience store on the corner, and it's good for that guy. It's unfortunate the guy down the street got robbed. You know, whatever the case may be, he's out of business for a week. Mm-hmm. But other people prosper. It's the same thing, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, that's interesting. Now, what about the, uh, the marijuana itself? So, like, I, I'm somewhat familiar, but just for, like, other people, I know there's two different kinds. There's, like the all the strains obviously and but mainly there's like the indica and the sativa right and then there's the chemical cbd and thc yeah okay so you're along you're, you got the right idea there's this well I'll correct a couple of things let's just say there's three you have your sativas the hybrid on the left and a sativa is a more of um it's more like espresso energetic. it's more of a, an uplifting energetic exactly euphoric head high like if you ever hear people talking about wake and bake most of the yeah. time, that's going to be a sativa, okay? On the other side, on the right, you have your indica, and that's more of a body high, more of a sedative, more of a relaxation. A lot of people yeah. like to use that at the end of the night. I equate that to NyQuil, okay? So if sativas okay. on the left are like espresso, and on the right, your indicas are like NyQuil, down the middle is a blend, and those are the hybrids, all right? Okay. And you think of marijuana like a tool. I mentioned earlier, when you wake up in the morning, you wake and bake. When you wake up in real life, are you drinking NyQuil? No. You're having a no. shot of espresso. And right before you go to bed, are you having a double shot of espresso? No. That's when you would take the NyQuil. So the indicas yeah. would be more for night. Your sativas are more for the day. Your hybrids, 
those are a combination. So you can get the best of both worlds. Now, yeah. as for CBD, okay. your CBD is cannabidiol, and that's the second most prevalent compound found in marijuana. Everybody knows about THC, which is tetra, Delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol, but THC for short. And then there's right. uh, approximately 80 different types of cannabinoids. So THC is a cannabinoid. CBD is a cannabinoid, and that's cannabidiol. Right. Cannabidiol is a non-psychoactive compound, and that's what a lot of the quote-unquote air, uh, air quotes, uh, quote-unquote um, medicinal properties that people use marijuana for, that they're right. typically targeting CBDs, individuals that have seizures. There's a lot of children that have moved to Colorado for medical reasons because they couldn't use weed in their state. Right. They have uh, Gervais syndrome would be one thing. I have a lot of patients that come in. Excuse me. I have the hiccups as well. Uh, no, no cure problem. for that with weed, by the way, folks. All right. You get the hiccups, <laughs> you just fucked. Um, <laughs> But yeah, CBD, it ranges, man. People come into my dispensary all the time, and it, it goes from, you know, yesterday I was hiking and my shoulders are sore all the way straight through to, un unfortunately, he, uh, he passed away. But I had a gentleman that had stage, five col stage four colon cancer. Oh. And, um, and, and so I, I see fibromyalgia. I see Crohn's disease. I see Parkinson's. Oh, my God. I see Parkinson's and Huntington's disease patients. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and those people typically are looking for products that contain CBD, a lot of elderly patients, a lot of elderly patients, people you don't understand. Your grandmother's buying weed from me and you don't know about it. I'm telling you right now, she comes in all the time. She's bringing in her bingo friends and they're trying to find, you know, some weed like electric Susie Q, which yeah. is high in CBD and low in THC. The old ladies love that stuff, man. Yeah, they and do. what I find amazing about it is at least... Like I'm assuming all all these old ladies are going in there for medicine, and like it's not like they're going in to like they're not like getting a bunch of weed and then smoking together or whatever. I mean, they might be doing that, that but it actually. Felipe, like... you'd be surprised, brother man. Look, I'll tell you a funny story one time about an old lady that came in. Look, all right, so this old lady came into the dispensary, and I want everybody to just close your eyes and picture what you think is a grandma, like a cookie cutter grandmother old lady. All right, <laughs> she comes into the dispensary, and when you talk to old people. You have a different way of expressing your emotions to them and how you can, can talk in the conversation. It's not like how you and I are talking. Now. Right, right. You know, you talk to them a little bit nicer and, you know, you have this overtone and, uh, you know, what can I do for you? Yeah. Man? So the lady comes into the dispensary and uh, she was kind of sitting in the lobby waiting for us to call her up. And I was chit chatting with her. Uh -huh. And she says to me that she had just gotten back from California. She was in to buy flour. She had just gotten back from California. And Felipe, I kid you not, these are her own words. She says, yeah, I just got back in from Florida. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, not Florida, California. I was visiting my daughter, and she let me bring back her foot-and-a-half-high double percolated beaker bong. And Whoa. I immediately stopped talking to her like an old lady. And now, in my mind, I'm talking to this, you know, this, she knows this 72-year-old, however old she is, grandmother. Like, she's a student at DU over at Denver <laughs> University or over at CU Boulder. She just completely just knocked me, knocked me back. When she just goes, so oh, cool. yeah, you know, I, you know, I got a, a foot and a half high double percolated beaker bong. I'm looking for a dream. <laughs> Wait, but what? That's hilarious. Yeah. I had an old guy one time bought Shatter off of me. Really? This guy comes in with it. Yeah, 100%, man. This is crazy. Did that even exist? Up to this one point, he... No, no. And in fact, I'm glad you said that because this is what he said to me. He came in. I checked his ID. And I'll never forget, he was born in 1937. And wow. up until this point, he was one of the oldest customers I'd ever sold weed to. Um, I now have another patient who is, uh, he was born in 1928. Oh my God. So yeah, he's about to be 90. This guy coming up here before the end of the year, I think his birthday's after Christmas, but anyhow, 
Um, the, the gentleman born in 1937, he comes in in his walker. And just like all the other old people that come in, they're always joking around about how, <clears throat> excuse me, they've been smoking weed longer than I've been alive. <laughs> I hear this a lot. You know, all these old guys from the 60s, now that there's the dispensaries around, they don't have to worry about getting in trouble for buying weed. So they come in and I'm not bashing them, but a lot of them have this. I think I know what I'm talking about, even though I haven't smoked in 40 oh, years yeah. mentality. Yeah. And it's changed so, so much. You have no idea. I, I tell these people all the time, like you haven't smoked weed since Jesus left Chicago. <laughs> and when you were, when you were buying weed, you were buying it, you know, from El Chaco. <laughs> well, my weed is grown by NASA botanists. This is a completely different genetics going on here. So this old guy, like I said, he comes in, he makes the same joke. I've been smoking weed longer than you've been alive. I says, that's true. I guarantee you my weed's a lot louder than yours was. The guy gets his AIDS. And then all of a sudden he leans in and he kind of like a wisp is in. He goes, Hey, he goes, I got to know. He goes, do you guys have any shatter? And same thing. I just kind of looked at him like, <laughs> I didn't expect this old guy to say that, right? I says, yeah, I got some. So I go over, I grab a gram. I show it to him real quick. It's in the parchment paper, which is a little two inch by two inch uh, piece of wax paper that the shatter sits on. So mm -hmm. that when you buy it, you can open it up, you look at it. Yeah. So I show it to him. I says, let me ask you a question. I go, how many times have you actually done a dab? And uh, he said, I don't know what that is. He said, but what I did is I took a piece and I broke it off, and I put it on top of some weed, and then I put weed on top of that. He made like a little Oreo cookie, so to speak, and he smoked a bowl, right? So he shows me the size of the piece that he breaks off, and it's like a third of a gram. And I looked at him. I'm like, sir, you know, once again, I, this student said, see you, Boulder, that wouldn't do this. And uh, he goes, well, you know, honestly, it's the best high I've had in my entire life. He goes, I, I told you that I've been smoking weed longer than you've been alive. He goes, but then he points at it. He goes, that right there. He goes, that, that's the best high I've ever had. I said, yeah, all right, no problem. I'll sell you some. So I broke up. I, I, I took the gram and I broke it up into little pieces for him. I says, look, I want you to use these little, these little slices here about the size of a fingernail when you clip them. You, yeah. you don't need to go hide in the paint on day one <laughs> with yeah. the shadow, all right, buddy? You got to ease into that one. <laughs> but same thing. He was an older person. You start talking to him like an older guy. And the next thing you know, he drops this, hey, I got to get some shadow. I'm dabbing later tonight. Bomb on you. And you're like, wait a minute. How do you even know what that is? You were born... You know, in the 30s. Oh, man. The internet, yeah. man. They're finding out. Yeah. The internet. Yeah. It's probably the internet. Yeah. It probably very well is. But it's awesome, man. I love working in the marijuana industry. I work for a company. It's called Native Roots. Okay. Um, we are actually uh, one of the, if not the largest game in Colorado. Native Roots has uh, just over 21 dispensaries. Just over 20. I think there's 21 dispensaries total. Oh, wow. We hold more licenses than anybody in the marijuana game in Colorado, and that includes all the concentrate companies, all the edible companies, and all the other dispensaries that are out there. We have, uh, like I said, 21 locations, and, and I don't even know how many licenses. Wow. Um, so that makes us one of the biggest, yeah, one of the biggest, the biggest names out here. The location that I work at, I work out in Littleton, and mm -hmm. it's actually the flagship store and the highest volume store. We, God's honest truth, man, I'm not even kidding you, yesterday um, from 9 a.m. until... See, I clocked out at right around 7 p.m. Uh, wow. We had uh, 749 rec customers just on the rec side alone came through the door. That doesn't even include what? medical. And last call is 9.45 p.m. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very high-volume store, man. We, yeah. And, and we can easily like do a, over 60 people an hour. Is, is that like a regular day for you Yeah, guys? we did that on Thursday. Oh, my God. Yeah, on Mondays. Mondays are even more batshit crazy, man. Uh, the way this works out, yeah, people and go I know a lot up. of people... Say that again? 
Yeah, people go to, like, stock up for the week, Mondays. Yeah, there's a lot of people that stock up. You know, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure a lot of people are buying Christmas gifts and little stocking stuff is which yeah. you're not allowed to walk in and say, hey, I'm going to buy – I want to buy some Chibachus, which is an edible product. I want to buy some Chibachus for my nephew and stock and stuff. We get those people, and as soon as they mention that, we have to actually let them know that we can't not continue with the transaction anymore. You're yeah. not allowed to express to the employees that you're buying marijuana or marijuana-infused products for somebody else. Yeah. We have a lot of people that come in and admit straight up they want to take it back to Georgia. Like, no, you can't do that, man. It can't leave Colorado. You have to leave the dispensary. Yeah, and, and, and it becomes a thing. So, like, once they say it, you, you can't let them get it at all right you know you try and warn them you want to obviously be polite to people yeah. especially those that don't know any better i i do reception at this at the dispensary i'm i'm the senior bud tender there there's okay. i think there's like 35 of us on staff and i've been there uh only two employees have been there longer than me my buddies josh and, and dan okay um they're the they're two managers and then there's me i've been there february will be two years at this particular location when i started there there were only 12 of us and now i think there's 35 so I'm the senior oh, wow. bud tender, and I'm also the main receptionist. And when you come into the dispensary, I'm the first face you see. You hear my thick Boston accent. I got a beard. You see the sweet <laughs> beard I'm growing. You know, I check your ID, and, um, and then you're on your way. And like I said uh, yesterday, what day is today? Today is Saturday. Saturday. I take that back. It was yesterday. Is, yesterday is when I had 750-some-odd uh, crazy savages come through my front door. Wow. Yeah, yeah that happens often, man. To be real, we'll, we'll, on, a, on an average day, I can do easily over 500 people just between 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. And like I said, last call is actually 9:45. That's that's insane. So yeah. yeah, so business is great, and and that's just in one state, right? So like that's just that's just one store. Or yeah, one <laughs> yeah, store. it's just one yeah. store in one state, you know. And that's there's a like we said earlier, there's only a handful of states that have it. I'm, Folks, imagine what marijuana is going to be like when it's all over the United States and when it's an international traded commodity. Budweiser is. You know, I'm pretty sure you can go to Japan and find a Budweiser, right? How come you can't go to Japan and get Blue Dream grown in Colorado? Well, go to Maine and, you know, all of a sudden you somehow got Northern Lights, which was grown in, in, in Northern California or something. You can't do that just yet, but I'd like to hope that one day we're there. You know, we'll get there. Felipe, are you still there? Oh, I think I lost him. Hey, Felipe, hey, 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 don't don't worry about it, man. I think maybe Jeff Sessions heard us talking and shut us off or something. I don't know. Yeah, the NSA's listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got us, man. No, sorry about yeah. that. I, I really don't know what happened there. Yeah, I don't know either. I I think I I saved it though, so it'll be up. Um, but yeah, I, like I was saying, I could talk, we could talk about this for days. I mean, there's so many, but I want to love to talk about on your channel, obviously for all our listeners, guys, definitely check out one bird, two stone. He's going to have some good stuff. Going to be talking with your buddies, Ray, about, or your coworkers or something. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I'm going to have friends, co-workers, uh, my girlfriend, Stevie Joe. She's in there right now. She's walking out of the room. She doesn't want to be she doesn't, she's <laughs> laughing at me. Yeah, no, listen, man, I'm going to have friends, co-workers on there, individuals in the marijuana industry. Coincidentally, like I said, I talked to um, Chris from Hustle Cannabis, and it sounds like his podcast has a very similar format, right. which is good for yeah. both of us. We can kind of, you know, mutually interview each other. Um, but yeah. we're going to have, you know, it's going to be me and my friends sitting down, smoking weed. 
you know, I want to know where did you come from? How did you get into the marijuana industry? Why are you here? Where do you see yourself? You know, what do you think of the present situation? We'll, we'll just talk, man. It'll just be a conversation amongst individuals who are interested mm-hmm. in this topic. Right. And I'm super definitely going to be because I want to learn as much as I can to also try to get into this because it's still fairly early. I mean, you got in it for early. Uh, and I think there's just so every single state's going to have it legal eventually. I hope so. I really um, hope so, man. You know, yeah. it takes a lot of people out of jail. It takes a lot of people out of yep. the criminal justice system, nonviolent drug offenses. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, the list that's a, a major reason that minorities, you know, black males specifically are in jail for nonviolent drug offenses. And one of the biggest nonviolent drugs of the nonviolent drug offense is cannabis. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's just I'm a proponent of uh, I'm a proponent of everything. Not, not for joyriding reasons. I don't mean it like we should just live in a world of AR, uh, chaos and anarchy. But I think that we should do what Uruguay did, where they went ahead and just, I don't know if they legalized or just pretty much decriminalized all drugs across yeah, the Yeah, Portugal. Port- Portugal. That's, yeah. yeah, Portugal. Uruguay was the first country to legalize marijuana. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Portugal. Portugal had done that. I, they have the clean needle shelters. Man, I, I, I just saw something I think was on Vice News. I think it was Vice News last night. They were talking about... Uh, clean needle shelters and how um, you know there's a dip in AIDS. Yeah. Uh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't Vice. Now that I'm thinking about it. But anyway, there's a dip in AIDS use. There's been a dip in heroin overdoses. Yeah. Dip in crime as uh, well. Everything. Meth. Everything. Yeah. Crime. All of it. Yeah. So just like I said, I would like to see it just for that. Just for society, man. I, yeah. Let's put an official end to the to the war on drugs. It hasn't done anything other than wreak havoc and chaos, and it turned Mexico into a drug cartel. Yeah. Agreed. I'm right there with you, man. I think people who are have, are struggling with addiction aren't criminals. They're people who need help. And No, they're your mother, they're your aunt, exactly. they're the guy down the street. They're not criminals. They're average exactly. people off the block, man, you know? Yeah. People do crime to get drugs because drugs are illegal. Yeah. It's not like you have people who are smoking. Look at man. There's not people out there who are breaking into your house. Because they're on heroin. People are doing heroin because they want to feel good. They're not doing heroin and then committing crime. It's true. They're committing crime to get the heroin. Yeah. You know, that, that's how that is. Alcohol is different. A lot of people, drunks that are out there doing stupid shit. Yeah. But, you know, for the most part, that's alcohol is legal and marijuana is not legal federally yet. It'll get there, man. We got gay rights across the United States. Marijuana is not too far. Yeah. I promise you. Agreed. It's moving in a positive direction. Um, yeah, okay, so before we close this off, I just want to ask you our, we just asked this question, our well, I guess you're the second person. But our last interviewer, we asked Kevin Touch what his all-time was, and he said journey by journey. So I want to ask you what, if you had, like, one album to listen to, uh for the rest of your life, just one album, or your album, what would it be and why? That's, e- that, that's easy, man. It's the Foo Fighters' greatest hits. Oh, uh, yes. Big Foo yeah. Fighters. Foo Fighters' greatest hits. I have no musical talent in my body whatsoever, <laughs> but I promise you I can crush with my fingers all the notes playing on the drum. I can do that on the steering wheel just about every Foo Fighters song. My girlfriend hates it. Foo when songs come on, I'm tapping away on the drums on the steering wheel with my fingers. In it. Yeah, that right there. Foo Fighters, um, that, that, I'm listening to that currently right now. And That's believe it great. or not, man, Elton John. I got to think for Elton John Elton as well John. lately. Okay. It just, 
showed up out of nowhere one day. Yeah, All Rocket right. Man. You never know. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Well, yeah. thanks for getting. What about you? What, what do you listen to? What's uh, what's your greatest album of all time? Mm, yeah. You had you're, you're stuck on a desert island <laughs> and you can't listen to any sounds of humanity ever, ever again, mm -hmm. except for whatever CD or you know DVD you got, not DVD, uh, you know, music you got on your MP3 player. What are you listening to? Yeah, see, it's funny because I, I knew I was gonna ask this, and I thought if I had to answer it myself, I didn't know what I would choose, but I think. For me, to be uh, Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon, just Man on the Moon. when I first listened to that, I was like, I opened up a whole new world of music. The album isn't like hip hop; it's not pop; it's like its own genre, and that's when I like realized, whoa, like music isn't just like certain genres. But yeah, no, it's a whole bunch of it's a whole it's a whole wide range of expressions and emotions. It's love. It's hate. People write songs about beef. You had, you know, not Biggie and Tupac were going back. You can write a song about hate, oh, exactly. about beef, about love, about get your heart broken. People are writing songs about weed, man. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like you said, there's, there's genres of music that span the globe. And that's just in the United States. We don't even know about the guys in Africa who stand in circles and jump up and down with spears. They probably got a, you know, a top 10 album that they know about <laughs> yeah. that we never heard. Greatest hits. You know? <laughs> Yeah, their version of their great. I guarantee you, tribal music has got to have some sort of greatest hits. You know, that's how songs get passed on from generation to generation. Maybe right? they do. I'm gonna search for some music and try to get some tribal music on our segment tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see if we could get something. Something, man. Something for the people. Yeah. But look, Felipe, buddy. Hey, listen. I wish you the best with your podcast. I want to have you on mine one day. We'll have Definitely. to sit down and figure something out for sure. Uh, I'm glad I could be a guest on yours. I wish you the best. Tell your buddy. You got to drink some vitamin C and feel better. Yeah. We got to get them back on. Yeah, I'll right do this again with Thanks you guys. for coming on, everyone. We're too stoned, and you're one of my favorite channels on Anchor right now. Keep doing your thing. We're going to be checking you out all the time. All right. I appreciate that, man. I'll talk to you guys all soon. All right. Have a good one. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Shout out to One Bird, Two Stoned. Uh, appreciate you coming on the Saturday sit down here at SWMP Radio. And. Letting us do a little Q&A with you. Um, appreciate your insight in your industry. For those of you who don't know, definitely check out uh, One Bird, Two Stoned, Pow Wow, uh, his channel. He talks about the marijuana industry, and he's going to be talking to his friends as well, colleagues, coworkers, all about it. Uh, if you're trying to get into something early that's going to boom, definitely check out his podcast. Thanks for coming on, and looking forward to going on yours eventually as well. Peace. What's up guys, it's Jake at SWMP. If you can't tell, I'm a little sick, so I just want to give a quick shout out to Felipe for kind of taking over as I recover a little bit. But I am going to try to get you the news fast here, just the news you need to know. Let's get it going right now. Today's news, Bitcoin, almost every other cryptocurrency crashed really hard yesterday. Bitcoin down 30%, Ethereum down 20%, Bitcoin Cash down 30%, Litecoin down 21%. That is kind of to be expected with cryptocurrency. It's going to jump a lot. It's going to drop a lot. Nothing really too much to freak out about, but it is something you should know if you're moving forward um, and investing in cryptocurrency. Next up, I'm sure everyone heard the FBI stopped a terror plot in San Francisco's Pier 39, a top popular tourist location on Christmas, on or around Christmas. 
Uh, they have a tow truck driver from California in custody. They believe he is to be working with the Islamic State. Big thanks to the FBI and all those hardworking men and women who uh, made sure to stop this attack and made sure uh, to keep all of our people safe and prevent this holiday disaster. So thank you so much to you guys. Our third story here from Fox News. In case you guys didn't notice, I do try to get a variety of sources, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, Al Jazeera, Yahoo, NPR, just so that no bias comes through. Um, you know, I like to keep things as uh, down the middle as possible as far as the political spectrum goes. So this is from Fox News. So if you guys are living in California, I'm sure you saw this yesterday. The SpaceX launch looks crazy. It looks like an alien invasion or something like that from Los Angeles. You guys should check out the video in the link. It's super cool. It really looks like out of this world. We talked about um, SpaceX before. We're big fans of Elon Musk and SpaceX here at SWMP Radio, Felipe and I. Um, so definitely go check this story out. It looks insane. Last but not least, in a little bit of world news from Al Jazeera, over 150 people have been killed. Hundreds more are missing in the southern Philippines after tropical storm Tembin has triggered mudslides, flash floods in the second largest country, or I'm sorry, the second largest island in the country of the Philippines. Uh, almost 300 still missing. There's uh, massive rescue efforts right now, so keep those people in your thoughts. They're not having as good of a holiday season as they could be, so definitely, you know, just remember that everyone's lucky out there who has a home, who has lights, who has running water, and who has their family. All right, guys. I won't make you listen to this disgusting voice anymore. Thank you so, so much for listening to SWMP Radio. And of course, you can get all of our sources on our Twitter. As always, SWMP Supply Co. We post them immediately after posting the news. I'm going to go try to take a nap and recover, take some medicine. I will talk to you guys tomorrow, Christmas Eve. Can't wait. Have a fantastic day here on Anchor. Have a fantastic day with your family. Enjoy yourselves, guys. This is Jake SWMP Radio. Search, 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 search.